And welcome back to the End Times Countdown. I am your host, Pastor Matt Nichols of River Valley Prayer Center here in the beautiful Ozarks of Arkansas. And I'm really excited about this next season, if you will, of these podcasts where we're going to get into the church. So up until this point, we've talked about the judgments and the visions and the things that have uh, been given to us by our predecessors, by our heritage in the church through the Father, right? So God gives these men and these women these visions um, in the end times where we are so that we know and we're prepared for what's coming. It's a warning for the world. It's a warning for the church. And it's really a great opportunity, a warning, even if you will, um, for the church to take spiritual inventory of who we are, where we are, what we believe, and where we stand within the process of the end times. And so as we get into this, in this season, talking about the church, I'm probably going to be addressing a lot of things working and happening in the church, and unfortunately, a lot of things that have been spoken about of the church in Scripture as to where we would be right now that would hinder the actual power and effect that should be operating in the church right now because there were great and wonderful promises given to us about these end times. But we have to parallel those things with what's written in the Scripture because the Scripture talks about Though there's great and awesome promises for the end time remnant church, there's also a massive amount of hindrance and carnality that's going to be apparent and working in the church, working against those promises of power and of the miracles and the things that the church should be operating in right now. A great, for instance, of that, and we'll talk about this as we go, is this pandemic, so-called, and these masks and these vaccines and all this stuff that's being pushed. It's absolutely phenomenal how that is such a working against the end-time ministry of the remnant church. It's absolutely amazing. And so I'd like to start this with a word, a vision that was given to a man named Tommy Hicks. Um, I'm telling you, when I first think about prophetic and words and visions given to the church specific, this is the guy that I think about. And so I'd like to read, first of all, of course, like I did um, in the other podcasts about the judgment and the things coming upon the world, the things coming upon even the church, if you will. I like to go back and I like to make sure that everybody understands that these guys aren't just a bunch of wackos and a bunch of what I call spooky pookies. And you all know what I mean by that, right? <laughs> kind of a little, a little out there. But no, these guys were solid. They weren't people to make these things up. They weren't seeking fortune and fame. They weren't seeking after money and, and prominence and so on. Today, I'm telling you, I really believe this is a big deal today within the church. People that really could be prominent, powerful ministers, it's so easy because of media and because of the platforms that we've built and the smoke and the lights and the mirrors and the stuff that we use, which is whatever. I mean, that's great. It's cool that we can use modern techniques and, and things like that. But it also is a stumbling block, if you will, because it, it, it promotes more of a famous mentality rather than a powerful 
mentality, a, more of a famous ministry than a powerful ministry. And I'm telling you, this is the difference between where these um, older saints, our heritage, where they ministered before and where we are today. We have a lot of famous ministries, but there's not a lot of powerful ministries. And so let me get into this. And I want to talk about Tommy Hicks then real quick. And you can look all of these things up that I'm going to quote directly from uh, the International Dictionary of Pentecostal and Charismatic Movements. And this is where we're going to read here somewhat about Tommy Hicks. There's just not a lot written about Tommy Hicks. And, I, you know, a lot of people will come in and say, well, you know what? There's just not a whole lot of backstory. There's not a lot of proof, and there's not a lot of... Well, listen, these guys back then, they didn't sit down and write all of their exploits out. They didn't tell everybody of all the amazing and awesome things that I did today, right? That people would be more prompted to do today. In fact, if... <laughs> Y'all forgive me too, but if I tip somebody an extraordinary amount led by the Spirit at Pizza Hut, I'm straight on Facebook and Instagram video and TikTok, and I'm telling everybody in the world about this amazing, great thing I just did. That's not how these people operated. In fact, there was really no communication. What happened, the powerful things that God did, that's the powerful things God did, and if you didn't show up and were led by the Spirit to be there, you didn't know about it. There's so many often times that that happens within our ministry here at River Valley Prayer Center that uh, we do Facebook. We do um, some things on, on Instagram. We do some things. We don't have a YouTube page set up just yet. We've got it. We just don't have the equipment yet. Praise the Lord, but it's coming in for us. But we don't, we don't broadcast every service that we do. Because we're firm believers that in order to grasp and to catch and to receive what the Spirit is working, you ought to be there. And that's what was happening with these older types of ministries like this. They didn't have media outlets. They didn't have worldwide platforms where they could put all of these things that were going on, all of these exploits for the kingdom And I'll be honest, some of these older saints, they probably wouldn't have done it to begin with because it does rob somewhat of the power and the majesty of God. Now, I am one of the very few that are so thankful for some of the old, old videos. For instance, William Branham and some of his healing crusades. There are a few, just a few precious on YouTube that you can go back and watch (laughs) and watch the power of God move. It's so amazing and so faith-building. But we should be having that and more today. And we're going to get into this and look at this within this prophetic vision that Tommy Hicks had. We should be having more than this today. I'm not saying that just trying to be you know, a, a, a jerk or, you know, or, or uh, trying to convict the church or convict people. No, it's prophetically spoken. We should already be operating in more if we were up to speed and up to par with what God has already spoken over the church age right now. So Tommy Hicks was born 1909, died in 1973. Um, and again, there's rarely not that much known about him. And I believe actually it's in part as well that he was really more over in South America and in Europe and not really in America. 
And so he was just really a nobody until the very first Argentine revival in 1954. And he began these in October of 1952 in small meetings, just small little meetings here and there. But this was back, we have to remember back with Oral Roberts and Jack Coe, uh, William Branham and uh, Brother Kenneth Hagen, where tent meetings were going on and revivals. It seemed like the whole world was in a state of revival. And so the Voice of Healing magazine came out of that and was reporting because there was so much happening. This magazine began reporting on all of the revivals that were taking place all back in the late 40s, 50s, and then even on into the early 60s. And so as early as October 52, the Voice of Healing took note about things happening in L.A., in Los Angeles, and it said this, this was a headline, Evangelist Tommy Hicks has just concluded an old-fashioned union camp meeting at Artesia and Atlantic Boulevards in Los Angeles. Many were saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Numerous others were healed as Brother Hicks prayed for them. No earthly language could describe the meeting. One woman who had been seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit for 20 years received it in five minutes' time. Well, of course. (laughs) And then she says, Praise God for his goodness to the children of men. So wouldn't it be amazing if we were to go about today and record the events happening within the churches, recording the events that were happening at revival meetings and revival centers, maybe revival hubs, maybe some of these small places that people don't even know they exist. Wouldn't that be wonderful? How much would that build our faith to do something like that? Well, maybe somebody listening to this podcast today will get it in their heart to just go ahead and do that. Wouldn't that be amazing to do? Anyway, so there are very few entries in the Voice of Healing for 1952 and 53, but then in 1954, This magazine reported an outstanding crusade that Tommy Hicks held during previous weeks in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Clearly, Tommy Hicks' time had come. Yeah, well, the Lord appointed him for a season and a time, and it was in July of 1954. So he left Los Angeles and went to Argentina. And this is such a great, amazing, amazing testimony of the power of God and, listen, the leading of God. The leading of God, the timing of God, what we like to call the moed of time, the like an appointed time, a Cairo season, which talks about a full season where God has prepared a person or a ministry to do a very specific thing for himself and the kingdom. And so Tommy Hicks in Buenos Aires suggested to the local church communities that the possibility of hiring a 25,000-seat stadium and employing the press and radio to advertise the meetings. <laughs> I love that. I mean, he, had, he knew something. The Lord was laying it on his heart. He knew something was about to occur. Of course, the people, uh, it seemed absolutely absurd to the people. But Tommy Hicks, unwavered, he knew, he apparently heard from the Lord about this. He made arrangements to visit the Argentine dictator leader. Now, this was a communist nation. So here comes Tommy Hicks, Christian evangelist, and he makes arrangements to visit the Argentina dictator leader, President Juan Perón. And this is such an amazing testimony about the power of God. It's reported that an armed guard 
interrogated Tommy Hicks as he entered into the palace uh, facility, and he explained that he wanted, Tommy Hicks, wanted to hold a salvation healing campaign in the city. The guard queried whether God actually healed people, and and, and of course, Tommy Hicks replied promptly, of course, of course he does. And the armed guard requested prayer. It's reported that the power of God entered the room and the man was instantly freed from pain and from sickness. Instantly. And so he said, come back tomorrow and I'll get you in to see the president. Praise the Lord. (laughs) So Tommy Hicks returned the next day, soon ushered into the presence of the president. He quickly explained that he wanted to conduct a salvation healing campaign in a large stadium with press and radio coverage. President Perron then, at that time, was suffering from a persistent and disfiguring skin disease, which had become so noticeable that he no longer allowed photographs of himself to be taken. He asked Tommy Hicks, now I'm telling you, guys, If you're going to be this bold, and if you're going to be led by the Spirit to do such exploits for the kingdom, which the remnant church is supposed to be set up and prepared and ready to do right now in this hour, you better be ready to affirmatively and know and believe the Scriptures and believe God and that He sent you, and you've got to believe that He is a miracle-working God. I'm just telling you. So I'm talking about whether you go into work, go into your job, whether you're going to Walmart, whether you're going to even minister to your crazy family. I'm telling you, we've got to be expecting this miracle-working God to do what He said that He would do. This president, communist, heathen president, asked Tommy Hicks if Jesus could heal him. They grabbed hands, and the power of God immediately flowed into Perron's body, and his skin became as clear as a baby's. Wow, right? So needless to say, Perron gave Tommy everything that he requested. (laughs) The Atlantic Stadium, with a seating capacity of 25,000, was rented. Soon, overwhelming crowds forced them to relocate to the Hurricane football stadium with a seating capacity of 110,000, which also overflowed. In two months' time, three million people were reported to have attended with 300,000 decisions for Christ and a massive number of outstanding healings. So Tommy Hicks isn't just a fly-by-night. He's not just kind of a guy that, whatever, that just showed up and said, oh, I've seen a vision from the Lord. He was already working in outstanding, wonderful, mighty ways for God before this vision was given to him about the end-time church. So the witness continues, Tommy Hicks claimed among his converts the vice president of Argentina, who along with his wife came to their hotel room where they both were saved. He reported that he healed the son of the vice president of Bolivia and met with the richest woman in Argentina. A year later, Tommy returned to Argentina, where as reported in the November 55 edition of The Voice of Healing, for 10 days he preached in the Atlanta Stadium. Then suddenly the meetings were closed down and the evangelist was forced to remain in his hotel room. Later in a meeting with the president, he was informed that the president had learned of a plot to kill the evangelist and therefore he was taken into custody and given protection. 
Of course, later he was refu- he was released and was given permission to preach in many of the cities of Argentina. Of course, of course. So I, I have to go ahead and point this out because I believe there's a lot of people listening to this podcast. You wouldn't be on this podcast unless you were interested in end times things, end times in the world, end times at Israel, end times of the church, and this remnant type of end times prophetic ministry. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you weren't interested in that in some sort. I also believe that there are some listening to this podcast that you believe maybe you've been called into this type of a ministry. If you are one of those, first of all, I would love for you to reach out to us at rivervalleypc at outlook.com. Let us know about that. I would love to be able to pray for you and add you onto a list of ministries and folks that we pray for specifically about this. <clears throat> but for those that are are led that way, you're feeling that that tug and that working inside of you. I'm going to tell you, when the Lord starts moving in a person's heart towards this to do great exploits for the kingdom, He supplies and takes care of you and that ministry 100%, which involves not only the power and the miracles and the leadings and the people and the favor with the governments and the authorities and whoever you need favor and influence with, but he will also protect you when the enemy will come about to try to destroy that ministry and the awesome power and the workings that are going on within that ministry. I like to say it like this. He is a complete God, and he will take care of you all the way around when you step out to do what it is that he's put in your heart to do. And so after the close of Tommy Hicks's second Argentina campaign, that's when Tommy Hicks left for Europe with the purpose of preaching behind the Iron Curtain in Russia and the satellite countries. It was so bold that those who heard it were very skeptical and thought it that it was just an advertising stunt. But again, these folks back then didn't do advertising stunts. If they did, I promise you there's some, and we could go on and look at them and talk about them, but we're not going to do that. But there's some that were taken out early, because they got more over into the flesh and got more over into a carnal way of doing ministry, and the Lord's not interested in that. So I don't believe that he was interested in an advertising stunt. And as it goes, he proved all of that to be wrong. Through a series of miracles, God opened the door so that Tommy Hicks was not only able to preach the gospel in the satellite countries, but in Russia itself. So we're still talking about the 50s, 60s, where this was a super communist regime, and Christianity was not allowed in this country. It wasn't allowed anywhere. It was communist. So go back a whole bunch into the isms, if you will, back into the podcast, and you'll see what communism is about. It was all about wiping out all forms of nationality and nationalism. It was all about wiping out individuality and freedom and choices, and it was all about wiping out any form of religion except the religion of the state. So this was unheard of back then. But it didn't stop Tommy Hicks, and thank God it didn't stop the Lord. And so, for the first time in many years, the full gospel message was preached in the Soviet Union openly by an evangelist from the democratic nations. And while on the way to Russia, he stopped off in Jerusalem 
And he begins by telling of his experiences there at Calvary and the tomb of Jesus. And so this is just a tidbit of Tommy Hicks and his background and who he is, his backstory. So this isn't a guy that just came out of nowhere and wrote a a little vision down, a little something down and sent it to this magazine. Hey, publish my thing. The Lord says, the Lord says. In fact, I think too many people today are working that way and trying to promote themselves when we really should be doing the work and allowing God to promote us as we go. We can't promote ourselves. I know that's a foreign idea, and the way that we are in America today, we're supposed to promote ourselves. We're taught to promote ourselves and make ourselves somebody come. But I'll tell you, within the kingdom, it doesn't work that way. You can't promote yourself to a pastor. You can't promote yourself to an evangelist. You can't promote yourself to a prophet or to an apostle. Self-promotion in the kingdom will actually get you demoted in the kingdom. I think there's far too many today that are promoting themselves and not promoting the kingdom. We're here to promote the kingdom and not ourselves. And in due time, of course, God will promote us as he sees fit. But I wanted to put out here about Tommy Hicks here. He didn't promote himself, and he was a very solid, solid Christian, very solid evangelist with a with a very, very, again, solid ministry. And so... The reason that I do this on the very first podcast introducing these things is because I want us to to know that these men and these women that, that God has used to speak to us in the future. And listen, what, 60, uh, 70 some odd years later, he's using these people to speak to us, to help us, exhort us, build us up in the season that we're at right now. So they had to be solid in order for him to speak to us from the past to where we are right now and build our faith for where we are right now. And so I'm going to unhook from here with this thought that this church, this remnant people right now, as we're going to see within these visions and these prophetic um, dreams and visions and things that we're going to hear about specifically the church We should already be working in great and amazing exploits. But there's so much that's been risen against us as the church that we're going to have to rediscover. We're going to have to re-evangelize one another and the church and re-examine who we are, what we're doing, why we're we're doing this. We're going to have to double our efforts to... Look at why, why am I doing what I'm doing? What is the motivation behind me? And it's an individual thing that begins with me. Why am I doing what I'm doing? If I'm going to church, why am I going to church? If I'm tithing, why am I tithing? If I'm a part of this community, why am I a part of this community? What is it that I'm here to do? Why is it that I'm here? And then we should double our efforts to search out what is it that God wants from me. There's a marvelous scripture in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, and it's actually a prayer that Paul the Apostle was praying over the Ephesian church. And he prayed this, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him so that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, 
that you may know what is the hope of his calling. That word hope actually is translated as expectation. So it says it more like this, that you may know what is the expectation of his calling. As I was praying this many, many, many years ago, the Lord put in my heart to say it this way, that I may know what is the expectation of his calling, that which he has put in me that he expects to get back out of me. And that's such a powerful statement. There's not a single person that was born into this earth without a purpose, without a divine destiny, and without a beginning and without a purposed ending. Every person that was ever put into this planet, God thought of beforehand, gave them a destiny and a purpose. Every person walking around, think, think of this the next time that you go to the grocery store, the next time you go to the park, the next time you go to work, that every person you see walking around, sitting in their cubicle, doing whatever it is that you do, every single person that you're looking at is an answer to a problem. They're a blessing and not a cursing. They're destined with a purpose by God Almighty for something amazing in their lives. And until we come back to that reality, we're going to fall way short of these promises and the miraculous ministry that God has allowed us to to have access to and to work in in these last days. We're supposed to be the remnant church, and I'm really excited to share with you all out there all the things that the Lord has spoken to us about this remnant church and also to share a lot of the pitfalls that are in these visions as well. It's amazing how God works. I said earlier that he is a complete God. So he's not only faithful to give us the promises and and equip us to do those promises, but he's also faithful to show us the pitfalls and where we could potentially miss it. He is really that good. (laughs) And so with that, I'm going to unhook from this podcast. And I'm going to say it the way we say it every time. Be awake, be aware, folks, and be ready. And we'll see you next time.